1: Of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial. Taking you home each and every weekday afternoon, four to six. You know it, right? iHeart Radio app, TuneIn Radio App, digital platforms. You can take the show with you anywhere. Free download for your smartphone or tablet. 106.1.com. Uh, That's Nash FM106.1.com. Uh, and of course Ericasher.com on the World Wide Web. And our podcast, y'all can say it together in unison. Can we do it all together? Is everywhere, and of course, anchors our home base on your favorite podcasting platform at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans show on Instagram, is uh, is the way you can contact us on our social media platforms. Hey, this week on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports, um, we've got uh, we we got a, a great show for you, uh, and uh, Ricardo LeCompte from uh, WWL Channel Four Television is going to join us on the show. Uh, we've had him a few times on the program. First of all, look, I think he's one of the best we have in the city. Uh, does a great job o- over at Channel Four, and uh, uh, I think he's, he's going to do an outstanding job with us again this week. Uh, again, we'll cover it all. You know how we do Saints, LSU, Tulane, Pelicans. Uh, we try to dive into again all three sports if we can—the major sports: football, basketball, and baseball—and then of course, uh, if we can, we'll you know trickle out to maybe some of the other uh, universities. Uh, around the the metropolitan area. But I'm looking forward to having Ricardo back on the program. Hey, you can check us out on Thursday with our live broadcast at 1 p.m. on WLAE-TV. Also live streaming on the WLAE-TV YouTube page. Hey, don't forget also, uh, 6 o'clock on LAE on Thursday night, 10 o'clock on The Deuce, that's WLAE-TV 2. Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on WLAE. 2 a.m. on the Deuce, every Saturday morning, every Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television, always at ericasher.com, always on the WLATV YouTube page, and always on our social media platforms as well. Hey, today on the program, Fletcher Mackle's going to join us from Channel 6 Sports at about 4.40, jumping in in between um, SportsCast. And then Jordy Collada, who's a regular contributor to our program now, he's going to join us uh, today at 5.35 Really thinking about, again, as we get close to the football season, setting up Jordy maybe on a Monday or a Tuesday so that, we, again, we can go we can dive into the Tigers with him. But looking forward to having him on the program. Remember, he's been on the forefront of NIL, uh, again, the transfer portal, uh, everything that the, the ever-changing uh, of landscape of college athletics. And uh, we talked to Mike Scarborough about this yesterday. Uh, LSU, by the way, gets another commitment today. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. Um, the LSU just, again, the football team, incredible uh, run right now in terms of uh, getting some of the top commitments in, in all the country, verbal commitments now, okay, verbal commitments uh, for, the, um, uh, for, the, for the upcoming 2023 class. And we've asked the question because, again, we've been told by the experts that LSU is behind on NIL. Uh, Mike told us yesterday that that has been solved, and 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 again, that at least, has been promises made to these players as they are verbally committing to LSU. Then again, the money will be there uh, when 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 they're when they're uh, going to attend LSU. So, look, we saw this with the baseball team with, with Jay Johnson using NIL to be able to, again, upgrade his roster, and and, and including what? H- and bring it in the uh, Minnesota Twins uh, pitching coach in the middle of the season, which is just unheard of, right? I mean, you're talking about at that time, uh, you know, AL Central leading uh, Twins. So uh, it'll be interesting to see, again, what Jordy has to say about this because he's been, as I said, on, on the forefront of this since day one. You know, he's the guy that came to us and told us about, you know, the – legislation that had to go through the legislature to um in order to open up nil to be able to have the university be a conduit uh, for businesses to be able to again move that money so that uh, ultimately the um uh the recruits and and also the uh the players on 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 the teams could take advantage of nil so look it's it's an ever-changing landscape when it comes to college athletics and uh jordy does a good job in keeping us up to date with us he'll be with us at five thirty five this afternoon also In the 5 o'clock hour, we're going to talk about uh, what happened today, which is is pretty much a a landmark situation here in New Orleans. And, you know, it's happened in, in my lifetime many, many times. And what it tells us is that when government fails us, when the elected officials that, that again, that have been elected by the people, or in this case, when you talk about the city of New Orleans, 28% of the electric that, that bothered to be able to go to the polls on Election Day, when they failed the community, when they failed the city, when they failed the metropolitan area, when they failed the state. Because, look, the one thing I've talked about in my, my entire career is the fact that as New Orleans goes, the state goes. As the city of New Orleans goes, the region goes. And I think that gets lost on a lot of people who feel, again, maybe slightly insulated uh, in in the suburban exurbs of our city. It definitely, again, doesn't maybe, again, touch, you know, other parts of of the state of Louisiana, Baton Rouge, Shreveport, Alexandria, Monroe, and, of course, all the country towns in between. They don't realize, again, the impact of what Orleans Parish and the city of New Orleans has on the economy of this state. And ultimately, this city is drowning right now. We see this right before our various... I was talking to a very prominent member of our community last night, and in the discussion that we had, and and, and I was shocked he admitted it, that, again, that we are in real trouble right now with with the city when it comes to crime, and that that, that Cantrell, at this point, uh, is too busy, as I've been saying on this program forever, taking advantage of the... Perks of the, of, of the mayoral office, right? The sister city deal in Switzerland, going on all these political junkets. You know, if, if there's a party in town, she's part of the party, but not doing the hard work, the heavy lifting that's necessary to move the city forward. So it takes then the people of the city, the business owners of the city, those that are involved in, again, in, in um, uh, uh, civic leaders, uh, activists, to come together. To be able to fill that void of leadership, we saw that today in the city of New Orleans, and I'm going to talk about that as we open up the five o'clock hour today because we're going down the drain, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, and, and and unfortunately, there there is no there is no leadership in this city, elected leadership that is willing to stand up and, and again to be able to uh, to to just stop this downward trend. And it starts with crime, and then everything else comes after that. So now we're in a situation where At least 180 local activists, business leaders, uh, and, and of course, civic leaders have come together and and have put their foot down and are going to put their money where their mouth is and are going to try to, again, take the leadership of this city. And we've seen it a couple times, at least in my lifetime, so that's a really good thing. So we'll see how this kind of plays out. I'll talk about it in in hour number two for sure uh, because I think it's a big day for New Orleans. Look, let me tell you something. It's the last bastion. OK, it's it's the it's the last move you got where, again, if if this don't work, I'm not sure what's going to work because you got three more years of this administration and, and the city cannot tread water for three more years. It's impossible. There are too many things on the horizon right now, including, again, the FEMA money that has to be spent to be to to rebuild our infrastructure, which, again, is waning right now and, and could and could actually be taken away from us. I mean, could you see that? Could you see that catastrophe? And then again, having FEMA money taken away from the city because we didn't spend it in, in a timely enough fashion. Now, look, this is a not just a Cantrell problem. This is a Nagin Landrew Cantrell problem, right? But again, ultimately, here we are. It's 2022, and that money has to be spent. Now, you know, we'll see again ultimately what our, what our congressional delegation can do to, ex- to to extend that. But here we go again. Poor, pitiful New Orleans can't get out of its way. Maybe this is the beginning. Of the light at the end of the tunnel by having again these businessmen the, the and women these these activists these um, civic leaders, these groups coming together uh, led by New Orleans Inc or greater New Orleans Inc to uh, to, to maybe again uh, deliver this city and and, and, and and look at least triage right is what I've been talking about stop the bleeding stop the bleeding so we'll talk. we 'll talk about that some really tough news last night in in in, in Las Vegas um First of all, I love the summer league. Okay, I love to see the new the, the young talent uh, around the uh, around the league. I like to see the, the the players that again that maybe are coming over from Europe, uh, players that are, um, you know, again that, that are that, that players that are good enough to be in the league, but maybe have not found the right um, the the right place so to speak. Uh, you know, the right the right team, the right organization, the right fit for for them. Because look. There's not a lot of difference in, when you talk about a professional athlete from one to the other in, in, in most cases. Now you get the superstars, okay, which again are, are cut above. But the, the, when you when you look at it, a lot of it has to do again with the situation. Where again, where were you drafted? Where where, where did you go in, in in terms of again free agency or uh, you know uh, as an undrafted free agent, whatever it is, okay? And if you get in the right system, the right situation for your skill set, you have a chance to be able to flourish. Sometimes guys go their entire career and never find that. OK, sometimes you're very lucky and you find it early. So I, I really look forward to the summer league. And I was looking forward to this summer league to be able to see, the, again, the young Pelicans get out there and play. Specifically, again, the, 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 the rookies who we know are going to be part of this team. Well, it's some really bad news for the Pels, with again, with injuries. And look, this is one thing you've got to hope that this is the end of it, right? I mean, <laughs> my gosh, this city, this city's sports teams have been snake-bitten by injuries. You look at Zion, what he's meant to this team, uh, and, and, of course, the injuries, playing only 85 games in his three-year career. You look at, again, the end of the Drew Brees era with, the, again, the injuries that he suffered, which, again, hastened his his, uh, his exit out the door. I mean, again, if he could have stayed injury-free for a couple more years, he'd probably still be the quarterback, and guess what? Peyton would still be the be, be, the, be the head coach. But just not just that, injuries along the offensive line, which decimated that, defensive line, and we go right down the line. I mean, for, for the most part, you look at the Pelicans and Saints, they've been decimated by injuries, okay? It's really hurt both teams in terms of their, uh, of, of their, of their progress. In the Saints' case, uh, uh, the opportunity to maybe, again, get in the playoffs and maybe win a stand the Super Bowl. For the Pelicans, just again, just taking that next step uh, to try to be relevant within the NBA. Uh, and I'm hoping that this is the end of it. Dyson Dan- Dyson Daniels goes down on Saturday night with an ankle sprain. And now, supposedly it's not that bad. The x-rays were negative. And, and so they automatically said they're going to pull pull him. And I mentioned this yesterday. And, look, when I'm wrong, I'm wrong, okay? I'm, I'm willing to admit it. And I got all over the uh, the training staff because I really wanted to see Dyson Daniels play. And I made the, 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 uh, the quip that, uh, you know what, uh, I guess we won't see him anymore because, again, we know that uh, in a lot of cases – when it comes to the Pelicans' uh, uh, training staff, uh, they are overcautious with injuries. Well, last night, they weren't overcautious. And E.J. Liddell hurt his knee, I believe it was in the second quarter, and was able to get up, was able to run. You know, I, I really watched and keyed in on him after the, the original injury. And he seemed to be fine. And then later on in the third quarter, while Willie Green was talking to the two individuals calling the game, one of them was Brendan Hayward, um, And uh, Liddell goes down again, but this time the knee gave out completely. Uh, it doesn't look good for E.J. Liddell. I'm just going to say it right now. It just doesn't. Um, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. Hopefully it's not going to be something that's going to be major surgery. It's going to keep him out. But it's a second-round pick with an upside. The guy should have been a first-round pick. Now he's got the knee injury. So, again, you say to yourself, well, you know, what's the chances? Well, what it did was – it it really kind of helped uh, maybe, maybe a guy like uh, Garrett Temple stay on the team, or uh, again they're they're not really pushing this now to be able to get him on the team. If if he ultimately is going to miss time, it looked like he's going to miss a lot of time. So now you'll be uh, now now the first thing that came to my mind as I'm sitting there watching that last night. Is wait a minute, pull Trey Murphy and pull Najee Marshall. Okay, pull those guys, pull them immediately, right? Pull them like right down. Now, Trey Murphy went on to continue to play, and he had a great game last night. And, look, he, his game has improved so much. It's not, it's not that, he, again, he didn't have that game that he's got now. Again, he said that he's concentrating on trying to be able to go to the basket more. Look, I watched him in college, right? It's all about confidence in the shot. And, and once he started to feel that confidence toward the end of the season, after going down uh, to uh, to Birmingham a couple times, and really started to feel some real confidence, he's got an open shot, he's going to knock it down. Uh, We see the athleticism and the energy that he plays with, right? He's willing to go in and mix it up inside. That's what I like about him. He's still growing. The the dude could be 6'10 right now. He put out a tweet a couple weeks ago that said, I think he's like 6'9 and a half. So you're talking about 6'9, 6'10 with the range that he's got, the ability to shoot the ball, and again, the willingness to go inside and mix it up? Come on, man. This guy's going to turn out to be a really good player for this team. Najee Marshall, again, who was a fire plug, a spark plug uh, for the Pels, and was a big reason why, again, they continued to be able to ascend even when Josh Hart was traded, right? I mean, you look at it, Najee Marshall moved right into Josh Hart's uh, spot and did all the little things that Josh Hart did that you need to win. Both those guys are now not going to finish out the summer league. Rightly so. They're going to pull both of those guys. And, look, you don't need to sack these. We know what they can do, okay? We know that they're going to be part of this, this rotation uh going forward Uh, the last thing you need is an injury to either one of those guys that keeps them out thankfully it looks like Dyson Daniels is going to be back ready for training camp just say a prayer for EJ Liddell that that again the injury is not not very very serious to the point that again he may be out for the rest of the for the for the rest of this season uh and may not be able to come back till next year because again for a second round pick with a non-guaranteed contract You know, it it just is what it is. It's just a bad break. It's a bad break for, again, the Pels and and also E.J. Liddell with a tremendous upside uh, in in his NBA career. But there's another story to what's going on in Las Vegas uh, this week, and it's the Pels. It's the Pelicans. It's the New Orleans Pelicans and the culture and the team that that we're we're seeing out there. You know, over the last two games, they kept flashing to the to the uh, sidelines, and, 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 again, the, the, the teammates, uh, you know, Brandon Ingram et, et al., that were sitting there watching the games, and then going back into the locker room with the guys. Um, every player, with the exception of Zion, Valentunas, and, and Willie Herman Gomez, who are in Europe, by the way, okay, are in Vegas, now Zion was at a a, a big tournament, um, but is expected to be able to join the team before the summer league is over. Uh, Valanchunas and and, and Hernan Gobez obviously are, are from Europe; they're in Europe. I don't believe they're expected to come back, but they are in there to to, to support their, their 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 young teammates. But they're also in a situation where they're going to practice together too. Okay, they're going to put some workouts together up 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 in up in Vegas. It just goes to show you. The change in culture. We didn't see this with Alvin Gentry. We didn't see this with Van Gundy. We didn't see a team that, again, had taken ownership of itself. And that's what we're seeing right now with these New Orleans Pelicans. You're seeing guys that like to be around each other, which, again, we know is the key, right? Look, at the, look, the recipe for success is right across the hall with the New Orleans Saints. Okay? What Sean Payton did, what Drew Brees did in building that culture. Okay? The culture of trust. Again, the culture of, again, uh, again, every man pulling in the same direction. What does the, the Skip Burt to say? Hold the rope, right? Hold the rope. Well, you see, you've seen that now, again, throughout the whole tenure of Sean Payton. We hope that obviously continues under Dennis Allen. But, we, but again, we know that culture is there. And you can always bank on that culture, especially when times were tough that, again, that, that was going to get you through. There was a hiccup for a while, remember, with the Saints, with the Junior Gallette situation, where, again, they, they, they worried less about culture and maybe more about measurables, and it came back to bite them. Saints learned their lesson. The Pels have learned their lesson now. And it really kind of harkens back to what David Griffin said when he when he took the job that he wanted to. And I kind of chuckled at it, right, a little bit. We want to be a family. want to have love. And, you know, I was waiting for him again, you know, to, to, to start pulling out the flowers and start throwing them out to the media, right? But it's true. This is a team and, and, and a group of men that, again, that that have a goal. They like each other. They want to be around each other. And they're all pulling in the same direction. And when you see them show up to a summer league game like that, and, and to be in Vegas, yeah, look, it's Vegas. It's it, it's like an NBA it's like an NBA convention right now. Everybody in the NBA is there. So yes, they're having a great time. They're partying and everything else. But there's also something to be said for supporting your teammates, especially some teammates that probably not even to be on this team, but just being there and then wanting to wanting to work out. We saw again Brandon Ingram get, get, giving. Um, uh, trey Murphy the business last night when when he was getting the uh, the 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 national interview okay uh, after the game for being the game the player of the game um you know we 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 just you see the camaraderie between between these guys and and it makes you feel like again the talents there the camaraderie's there the system is there there's a buy-in into Willie green so maybe just maybe it's ready to take the next step look we keep talking about the top four and every time i say that i i, I want to look at a I look at a, a depth chart of, of, of teams in the Western Conference. Let me tell you something. The West is going to be tough, going to be real tough. Last night, the, the announcers were talking about, again, getting to the second uh, round of the playoffs. You'd like to be able to say you'd get past that, right, especially, again, if everyone's healthy. This is going to be a very, very talented team. But, again, talent in a lot of cases can get you only so far. You've got to be together. You've got to be pulling from the same direction with the, with the guy next to you, and there's got to be some trust there. What we're seeing right now, again, is is evident that, again, this is a solid, a, a solid culture. Uh, the future looks bright for the first time in a long time. And we're on the cusp, when, when you really think about it, of winning basketball, sustained winning basketball, which is something that I've talked about, something David Griffin came in and talked about, sustained winning basketball for a pro basketball team in New Orleans, something we've never seen. We've seen some winning here and there, right? But we never seen, them, again, sustained winning. That, again, that you could look to the San Antonio Spurs for a small market team where you saw sustained winning over years and years and years and decades. That's what you should be striving for. Look, everybody can't win, that win an NBA championship. But you know what? You could be damn good enough to be able to fill that arena every night. And, and again, you could have this as, a, as, as again, a, a, a go-to type event like it was when it first came here. Now, look. When the Hornets first came to New Orleans, you know, it it was about being seen, right? I mean, everybody wanted to be seen at the arena. This time around, it's going to be about, again, going there and seeing a quality team. Like we've seen, you know, with with Portland for years where they have nothing but sellouts. Where, where, again, you've seen some of the great teams in the NBA. The Pelicans are on the cusp of this. Now, things have to go their way. Injuries, et cetera. Again, you know, know, Zion coming in is, is going to be a change for this team. He's ball dominant look uh, you know, but again he's when he's healthy he's one of the great one of the great players in the world now look I still say he's got to expand his game but this team it looks like again that it is trending in the right direction look even mrs Benson if you watched last night's game you saw her with her um with her security past the uh, past the um uh, the, the the table where the announcers were so even Mrs. Benson was in Vegas uh, for the summer leagues. I'm telling you, total buy-in by the organization. Total buy-in. Griff's there. Langdon's there. Uh, again, Mrs. B's there. Obviously, again, the team is there with the exception of Zion, uh, Valanciunas, and Willie. So there's a total buy-in here now. And if you're a Pelican fan, you've got to be really excited about this. I'm look, I'm excited about it. I'm looking forward to the season getting started. I, I'm, I want to see, again, what these guys are going to do in terms of, again, um, expanding their game and and, and, and finding their roles going forward, finding their roles going forward. Because last year's team is last year's team, ladies and gentlemen. This year's team will be this year's team. Okay, there's going to be a difference. I'm sorry, there is. You know, you can say, oh, all the, all the spots are locked up. Guys' roles will be different. Just bringing in a guy like Zion Williamson, your roles are going to be different. A guy like Trey Murphy is going to have open shots all day long. Okay, you know how how's this, how's the court spacing going to be with Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum, also again uh, uh, Valanciunas and, and and Zion on the floor at the same time. I mean, there are so many things that have to be worked out. Even Willie Green last night was hesitant to be able to talk about the impact Zion's going to have and how it's going to fit. He said, we'll, "We'll we'll figure that out when we get when we get into camp," because it's true. So yes, this last year's success feels like again is the precursor to sustain to sustain winning for this organization going forward, but it has to mesh. But the good thing you feel about right now is they're together. There's camaraderie. Uh, there's love between these guys, and there seems to be, again, one goal. Yeah, we, they're in Vegas partying, but they're been years where the, the Summer League team has been there, and we've seen no veterans in Vegas, okay, none. The veterans are all there right now with the exception of three, and those three have a reason. You know, again, the two of them live in Europe, right, and Zion is there. Is there. On, I guess he's on behalf of Nike, but he's at some some tournament, some, uh, some big uh, tournament uh, that's going on um, uh, in Europe. So good times ahead, real good times ahead for the New Orleans Pelicans based on what we're seeing right now, despite the fact that the Summer League has been marred by injury with, again, Dyson Daniels, the first-round pick, going down with a rolled ankle, and now EJ Liddell looking like, again, that he, he severely injured his knee. Uh, And that, again, will obviously, again, hurt him. But it does open up a a possible spot on the roster for someone else. So we'll see how that that plays out. All right, you're listening to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. Hey, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. I say it all the time, right? Trust. Trust. Do you trust, again, your air conditioning company? That's the, key, that's the key. When they come into your home to do work, are you worried about, again, getting gouged or cheated? Are you worried about them doing work that, again, is not necessary just to be able to get that bill rolled up, right? Well, let me say this right now. You'll never have to worry about that with Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Fifteen trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or your, or your business. Again, nate certified technicians doing only the work that's necessary, okay? There are 10,000 customers out there right now that will tell you how good Burkhardt has been to them. They've, again, John has grown this, 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 uh, this business from one truck to 15 trucks in the field to, a, to, again, a business now that covers the entire metropolitan area. Started off and down to Chalmette and eventually, again, started to grow. Why? Again, it, it is the mantra of, of John Burkhardt. And, again, it, it permeates throughout his two sons that are on one of those 15 trucks. And, again, the, the rest of the crew, again, that, that, that works for them, some of those guys have been with them decades. And it's it's all about again a, a family-owned and operated business, and again making sure that the customer's taken care of. So whether whether again you come home tonight and the AC's not working, or you're looking for a new air conditioning system, maybe you're looking for that generator for your home or your business, maybe that Apco whole treatment system that, that again I have in my home. Again, no matter what it is, uh, call my friends at Burkhardt. give them a try, give them a try, and again let, and then find out what I've known for decades now. Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, uh, it's ACPromise.com acpromise.com. All right, we'll be right back after these messages. Eric Asher with you until 6. You're listening to Inside New Orleans.
2: New Orleans, the North Shore, and worldwide at nashfm1061.com. Country for life, 1061, Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by Beau Rivage Resort and Casino. It's the $250,000 Mercedes-Benz Summer Series, only at Beau Rivage. Play for your chance to win prizes, including a new Mercedes each month through August 27th. Beau Rivage, the South's only MGM resort. Color, make, and model may vary. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 888-777-9696.
3: Look out for an accident on 10 Eastbound at Orleans, and look out for accidents Henry Clay at Patton and also Tulane at South Carrollton. I'm at Robinson broadcasting from the attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center.
1: New Orleans, don't forget about my friends over at Southern Tire Hickory and Airline in Metairie. Oh my, the Piazza family since 1972. I tell you what, you walk in the door, a Piazza family, remember the Piazza family is going to be right there for you. Whether it's Tony Sr., Tony Jr., Tony's wife, Tony's daughter, all working at at Southern Tire. They've been around since 1972, and I've said this over and over again. There's no way you can hang around in this town having a business, especially dealing with automobiles, right? Uh, Since 1972, unless you're treating your customers right. At Southern Tire, they're your one-stop shop for, all, for, for, the, uh, for for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. They have the largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area, bar none. Largest, okay? Something for everyone's budget. That's wheels and tires up to 30 inches. And don't, don't forget, folks, financing is available there. And then, of course, ASC-certified technicians using the same exact diagnostic equipment that you get at the dealership. That's right. Tony Piazza, a long time ago, decided I'm going to put a lot of money into the same diagnostic equipment you get at the dealership. And I'm telling you right now, I will go on the limb and say he has even more, okay, when you talk about siping and some of the other things that they offer to you that, again, the dealership doesn't offer. So if your car's out of warranty or maybe you're in charge of a fleet account and you're looking for a company you can trust when it comes to your vehicle, think Southern Tire, Again, Hickory & Airline in Metairie open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3. 504-737-1558 is the phone number. Or you go to southerntire.com and check out all the service they provide for their customers. Again, owned by the Piazza family since 1972. You know it. It's Southern Tire. Hickory & Airline in Metairie. All right. Um, Just a reminder, Ricardo LeCompte of uh, Channel 4 Sports will join us on the award winning inside of all sports this week. Looking forward to having him on the program. We're just a minute away from Fletcher Mackle of Channel 6 Sports. He'll be coming right off the set over at Channel 6 after doing his sports sportscast. Uh, we'll talk to you about the Pels, try to get to the Saints as well. And then we'll finish up this afternoon uh, at uh, 535 with Jordy Collado, the Jordy Collada Show. I've told you before, if you're not checking out the Jordy Collada Show, you're missing out. Okay, first of all, so plugged in to what's going on with LSU. Um, having coaches, players, etc., on, um, he's uh, ahead of the game when it comes to NIL stuff like that. And then, of course, on his digital platform, it's just exploding. And and the the one thing about uh, about Jordy's show is you don't have to you know seven to nine he'd love you to be there. But if you can't, you can always go back and watch it on YouTube whenever you're ready. Uh, and again, it is worth. Uh, check it out, and I, I would I would say again, if you like good content, if you like good information, check out the Jordy Collada show. He'll be joining us at 5:35 uh, this afternoon. All right. Uh- so, again, we told you already, uh, as we open up the program, Dyson Daniels out with an ankle injury. He will not play anymore in the Summer League. E.J. Liddell look like, again, a very serious knee injury uh, last night. He is not playing. The, P- the Pels are now holding out Trey Murphy and Najee Marshall. Neither, neither of those guys will, will uh, finish out the, uh, uh, the Summer League. Look, I would like to see the, the, the team win, win, win the Summer League championship, right? Uh, you know, I suppose they're giving out rings this year, but, you know, in, in the big scheme of things, it's great for the guys who have a chance to showcase, showcase their skills, but at the end of the day, it's all, all you're worried about is what's happening with the parent club. And, and of course, uh, some of these guys got a chance to to, to be able to um, expand their games and showcase their skills there. It's time for those that are going to be on this roster to sit down, enjoy Vegas, and uh, and let's not get injured, okay, especially after what's happened with Daniels and Liddell. All right, let's head to the guest line. Joining us on the program now uh, from Channel 6 Sports. Okay, you don't have him yet? Let me know when you get him then, Okay. Uh, also, the Saints announced today uh, the uh, the training camp schedule uh, for the for uh, for the upcoming um, uh, training camp, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna break that down for you. Uh, but again, as usual, plenty of time for you to be able to get out there and and to be able to see the Saints this this um, this uh, this training camp. Now, remember, you have to register like you've had to do uh, since COVID uh, to be able to get in. But there are 10 dates where, again, they've made it open to the public. Uh, July the 30th, August 1st, August 2nd, August 4th, August 5th, August 6th, August 8th, August 10th, August 11th, August 21st is going to be in the Superdome. Now, again, the time has to be determined for that. The, the Saints are also going to have joint practices with the Green Bay Packers in Green Bay, Wisconsin. That's going to be open to the public on August 16th and August 17th. And then my buddy Arnie Fiocco keeps prodding me and pushing me, wants me to go with him to, to, um, uh, to um, Wisconsin for the open practices and wants to broadcast live. We'll, we'll see how that kind of plays out. But – to get away from this heat, I am definitely considering it. Let me tell you that right now. I am definitely considering uh, doing that That for sure. Um, but, again, a lot of ways for you to catch the Saints. Now, remember, if the, if the weather's out in, in Clement, if it's you know, rain, lightning, et cetera, they're going to go indoors, and they'll let you know whether, again, you're, you're, you're going to be able to um, see the practices. But plenty of ways for you to be able to check out the practices for the Saints, uh, for, again, season ticket holders and also fans. Uh, and, and as always, I expect big crowds out, out on, on Airline Drive uh, for that. Do we have Fletcher? Okay. All right. Um okay. Uh we're we're, we're efforting Fletcher Mackle right now. Uh do do want to say again, um I am excited about okay, we got him, okay. let's shift gears. Join us on the program now, Fletcher Mackel, channel six. Flesh off of again uh, his sports cast. Fletcher, how are you?
3: I'm good, Eric. Sorry, I was a little delayed. Travers decided to have cross talk on live TV, and we got into like <laughs> sports debate about the Saints going to Wisconsin instead of Costa Mesa, and then about the Major League draft later this week. So I apologize for being a few minutes late, but you know the uh, no, job no that problem. pays me, <laughs> the job that pays my salary. I was on live TV, so I apologize. Yes, yes,
1: no, 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 no problem here, my friend. Let me let me say that first of all. Um, so.
3: You you're for Costa Mesa or, or or for Wisconsin? Look, I think it's great. I the one thing I was anti was Greenbrier. Now let me say this,
2: right? I me too. Loved,
3: if you want to go on a vacation, I will tell everybody till the day I die go to the Greenbrier. It's amazing. It's just a fantastic resort. Uh, you know, up in the the mountains of West Virginia, the weather is amazing. The amenities are amazing. I just hated that the fat the fact that the Saints took training camp away from the passionate Hootat Nation for three straight years and did one like practice here for them. And, 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 you know, they talk about toughness and discipline yet they're on the veranda of a luxury resort. I just, I didn't like training camp at the Greenbrier. What I do love is training camp in new Orleans and then spending three to four days someplace else to break up the monotony. So to say, so Mm -hmm. I loved it when Sean Payton, 17, 18 and 19, I went every single year We'd go out to Costa Mesa, and the weather was fantastic out there in California. It was great work against the Chargers. Um, Sean Payton had a really good relationship with, with, with Anthony Lynn at the time, who was the Chargers head coach. Drew Brees and Phillip Rivers were two top quarterbacks. It was great work. Um, so I'm all for, the, for Dennis Allen in, in the new era of Saints football, doing what they're doing this year. Go up to Wisconsin, get out of this heat. A lot cooler in Wisconsin in the summers. The Saints used to have training camp in lacrosse and they'll get some good work against a really good team and a great quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. So I am all for these little joint practice jaunts out of New Orleans. Yeah, I am too.
1: I don't mind even, again, when Houston was coming here or the Saints were going to Houston. Uh, But, again, if you can get them out of the heat – at least for a few days to a place like Wisconsin, uh, you know, where again they used to, they used to obviously, um, during the Finks Moore era, they used to train in Wisconsin, but uh, that that is a good respite for them, uh, you know, and going forward. Plus, you're going up against a tough team. I mean, again, you can measure yourself by a team like the Green Bay Packers,
3: yeah. And look, that's what I liked about the Chargers. I mean, look, the Chargers, even though they they weren't a Super Bowl team. To start the years when the Saints went out there in seventeen, eighteen, and nineteen, they were a perennial playoff team with with a quarterback that was really good. And I remember those practices were really spirited. Sean Payton and Anthony Lynn. That's the thing that I think is the most important thing is the coaches have a good understanding of getting work in. What Sean Payton said is, "If we see fights, I may cut a guy." I remember he said that. He said, we're not here to to fight each other or to, to to you know to front and to kind of you know create this bravado. It's like, let's get our work in against people other than ourselves. And it can benefit everybody. And it was efficient. It was some of the best practices they had. I, look, I liked it when the Texans came here. I liked it when the saints went to Houston, but it, I felt like it wasn't that much of a change. The weather was the same, you know, when the Texans would come here, it, the only thing the saints were doing differently was, was seeing somebody else. I liked it when they, they went to a different climate, so to say. And I did think it was funny the first year we were in Costa Mesa, the L.A. people would say, boy, it's going to get hot today. And it warmed up to all of like, you know, like <laughs> 83 or 84 yeah. and, right. and and with a breeze. And and it's like you all don't know the the, the sauna like conditions we deal with. So. Uh, so, again, I think it's going to be hot in Green Bay, but I think the weather will be a nice change. And then, of course, yeah, yeah Rogers is the back to back MVP. So it'll be uh, it'll be good work for them. Yeah, I agree. Let's talk a bit about the Pels and, of
1: course, uh, Dyson Daniels out, E.J. Liddell out, out what looks like, again, a, 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 a serious knee injury. Uh, they're not going to allow Trey Murphy or Najee Marshall to play anymore. But yeah, I talked about it a little bit earlier. To me, the story is the, the, the entire team, with the exception of, uh, of Valanciunas uh, or Hernan Gomez and Zion, in, in Las Vegas supporting the team uh, and the camaraderie and, and again, the, 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 the culture building that continues with this, with this particular organization.
3: Yeah, look, what they've been able to create is now tangible. The positivity is tangible. Like, you can talk about wanting to do it the right way and creating culture and creating, you know, this aura of respect and positivity, but sometimes it's just talk. It's now tangible. Like, you can touch it and feel it here in New Orleans. The first thing that was for me when I noticed was the trade deadline last year when C.J. McCollum came here and said, I want to be here with these people. And then the guys that got traded for him, Nikhil Alexander-Walker um, and, and Josh Hart, showing up, like when a team trades you, you usually, even if you liked it there, you do your, your, your goodbyes privately and you move on as a professional. They were at the game, having been traded, hugs, talking to everybody, talking about how special this place is. And, and so I think that, look, Willie Green, David Griffin, Trajan Langdon, Swin Cash, what they built here, it, it, it's not just lip service. It's not just talk. It's real. That And you see things what you're talking about is all of these guys are – Zion spent time in Vegas, but all of these guys are watching each other, supporting each other, the camaraderie and the friendship that they have and the spirit of we're a team building something the right way. is is truly tangible. So I think it's really, really great. I don't think I've ever seen it here in my 20 years covering this team since they got here. I don't think I've ever seen this kind of spirit of team, you know, belief in each other, buy in and want to be here from so many people top to bottom.
1: It's 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 exactly what I said in my monologue earlier. Uh, This is unprecedented. Uh, i mean we've had some winning teams here in New Orleans not many again but it, not sustainable winning this looks like it has the opportunity to be sustainable not just because they're young and young players and young players that again they're that are all, all on the rise but again we saw it with the saints culture is huge in t- in terms of building again a team that can win they can that they can have sustainable sustain, sustain winability and and i think the pels are on their way
3: yeah and look again it's one of those things Everybody's talked about it, and it just is. We talked about it with Baron Davis, talked about it with Chris Paul, talked about it with Anthony Davis, you know, and it was just never anything that could, that could come to fruition. But I certainly think, look, David Griffin talked about it, and there are a lot of naysayers. I'm one of these people that I feel like I, I, I believe in David Griffin. I, I, I believed in what he said from day one. I wrote a column saying that as much as I loved Alvin Gentry, mm-hmm. he needed a, a true believer, and Alvin Gentry was a convert. Uh, I, I think he made a mistake with, with, with Sam Van Gundy, but the one thing about Griff is, is he tries to fix his mistakes quickly. But I think he knew what he was doing, how he wanted to do it. And while it was, you know, it was barren, I think a lot of what he planted, the seeds he planted back in 2019, are growing into something sustainable here. And, and truly, this has a chance to be something that this could be Portland of. Uh, Look, I'd love to think they could be the Golden State Warriors and become the next dynasty franchise Mm -hmm. and win all these championships. But I look at a team like Memphis when they had Paul Gasol and, and, or not Paul Gasol, I'm sorry, uh, Mark Gasol and Zach Randolph, that grit and grind Memphis team, they went like seven straight years to the playoffs. Portland, with with Lillard and McCollum, went seven straight years and, and both of those teams that I just mentioned ended up in the Western Conference Finals. I think fans, if we could have Seven straight years of, of playoff teams. When you're a perennial, you know, title contender like those franchises are, it would do wonders for basketball in this area. This area, and I think they're on the cusp of that right now.
1: Well, I 100 percent agree. And, and to your point about Griff, look, I was all in on Griff early. Uh, when he had the hiccups i got to tell you i called him out again because again he was the missteps but i give him a tremendous amount of credit what he did last year in turning again a lot of his mistakes in, in, in into uh, in, in, into great fortune for this for this franchise has proven out uh you know even again when we thought you were that, that a lot of the draft picks were going to go away uh, you know <laughs> trading one draft pick three times i mean a lot of stuff he did was pretty genius and and we're seeing the dividends of that now.
3: Yeah, I look. I, I agree, and and it didn't all come together like he wanted to, and, it, and that's one of the things that's hard sometimes. Is you know his vision definitely had you know it, it had to be tweaked a little bit, but again, I do think that it's getting there. And look, to me, that's that was the problem with the previous regime with Dell Demp. It was always trying to jam, to in my opinion, square pegs into round holes. That. Dell would not yep. compromise on what he was doing, even when everybody around him said, I don't think this is working. He doubled down on it. I mean, look, I, I can go back in time and talk about, like, there was no reason to re-sign Omir Ashik when nobody was trying to sign him. Doubling down on Alexey Aginta, yep. you know, giving Solomon Hill a, a crazy deal, bidding against himself, and, and then trying, again, to, to jam square pegs into round holes when it just didn't fit. He hired Alvin Gentry to beat Golden State South, when he had this lumbering team that just didn't fit that. And so the one thing about Griff, and I think that this is good with all leaders, is nobody is infallible. Everybody makes mistakes. But Sean Payton was like this. If you make a mistake, see the mistake, fix the mistake, and move on. Learn from it and move on. And that's one thing Griff, I I say, does very, very well is if he makes mistakes, he tries to fix it quickly and move on.
4: Yeah,
1: I, I would agree. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Fletcher, uh, we've only got a couple minutes. What you guys uh, covering over at Channel Six Sports? What you get? Do you have any? Uh, uh, what's coming up all, on any of your columns, and how folks can follow you on social media?
3: Yes, well, Eric, it is the dog days of summer, so we are doing some. some Saint- you got to tell me. We, <laughs> yeah, 15, 15 more days till Saints training camp. We're following Pelican Summer League very closely and the injuries you talked about. Um, the Major League Baseball draft <laughs> is later this week. So I've got Mikey Matsuk, former LSU star and Major League player on tonight, talking about Jacob Berry, Kay Dowdy. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so basically Baker Mayfield talked today as a Carolina Panther. So we're piecemealing it together with a lot of news and notes of things that will be happening, waiting for football to start.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Fletch, thanks for your time, as always. Uh, how can folks follow you on social media?
3: Oh, yeah. Twitter is usually my go-to for social, at FletcherWDSU, and I do apologize again for being a few minutes late.
1: No problem, bud. We'll pick it up another time when we got a little bit more time. As always, appreciate your time today.
3: All right, Eric. Thank you.
1: That's Fletcher Mackle, Channel 6 Sports. I'm Eric Asher. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. AC breaks down. They're there for you. 15 trucks in the field. 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home. Only doing the work that's necessary. you got to go with the pros, right? Go with Burkhardt. That's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Uh, again, it uh, doesn't matter what type of system you have at your home or your business. They're authorized to service it. And if you're in the market for a new air conditioning system, hey, have my friends at Burkhardt give you a price. Authorize to sell some of the top brands in the industry. And the service app sales app It's Burkhardt, acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. We'll be right back.
2: Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call Select Quote at 1 800 743 8080. That's 1 800 743 8080. Or go to Selectquote.com 1 800 743 8080. That's 1 800 743 8080. Select Quote. We shop you save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Diamonds Direct is celebrating your golden moments with a spectacular summer store-wide sale. This Friday through Sunday, three days of extra
0: savings. 20% off Diamonds Direct's already unbeatable prices on a multi-million dollar selection of rings, earrings, bands, bracelets. Virtually everything's on sale. Plus, top jewelry designers are here with all new collections. It's the buying opportunity of the season. Extra savings store-wide this Friday through Sunday only. And only at Diamonds Direct. Tales and more at DiamondsDirect.com.
1: All right, welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Don't forget about my friends over at Dave Mietta Insurance. If you're a contractor, professional, business property owner, again, maybe you're looking for general liability, professional liability, builder's risk, workman's comp, commercial property, or automobile coverage for commercial business customers, you got to see Dave Mietta Insurance. You gotta, if you, it's time for an insurance checkup right now with hurricane season upon us, at Dave Miet Insurance they're an independent insurance agent. They can search over 50 companies for the coverage you need for the best price. You want to save, call Dave. 504-556-0809 or D-A-V-E-M-I-L-O-E-T-I-N-S Agency.com. Uh that's Dave Miet Insurance. You want to save, call Dave at 504-556-0809. You're listening to Inside New Orleans, Eric Asher with you till six. We'll be right back. I wouldn't move. Oceana Grill, Bourbon and Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open 7 days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner, fantastic cocktails that will amaze, come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard, and we have 5 private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining our your next event. Oceana Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Inside New Orleans, Eric Asher with you. Until 6, 4 to 6 weekdays right here on 106.1 FM NASH ICON iHeart Radio App, TuneIn Radio App, our digital platform. It's free download for your smartphone or tablet. Take the show with you anywhere. NASHFM1061.com EricAsher.com on the World Wide Web. And of course our podcast is everywhere. Anchor's our home base. We're on your favorite podcasting platform. We try to get that podcast up for you about 20 minutes after the program ends. Uh, that's our goal each and every day. Sometimes we hit it, sometimes we don't. But you can book and it'll be up each and every day. And then, of course, our social media platforms, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Astro on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram, all ways that you can catch our program. Don't forget this week on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports, Ricardo Lacomp of uh, Channel 4 Sports, WWL-TV, will be our guest. Uh, and uh, that is a live broadcast every single Thursday at 1 p.m. on WLAE-TV, also live streaming on the WLAE-TV YouTube page. Uh, Then the rebroadcast begins, 6 p.m. on LAE every Thursday uh, Thursday night, 10 o'clock on the Deuce, that's WLAE-TV 2. Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on LAE, Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on the Deuce, Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television, always on our social media platforms, always at ericasher.com, and always on the WLAE-TV YouTube page this week. Ricardo LeCamp of, again, WWL uh, TV Sports will be with us on the show. Looking forward to having him. Thanks to Fletcher Mackle for joining us in our number one. We have breaking news, sad news, uh, by the way, Um, uh, out of New Orleans. uh, There's a one-year-old child that was shot at about 3.50 this afternoon in the gas station area of the Costco uh, in the Carrollton area of New Orleans, uh, the information is uh, is is fluid. The scene is is is, is ongoing, so again uh, we're waiting on more information from the New Orleans Police Department. But according to the NOPD, a one-year-old was shot today uh, in the gas station area of the of the Costco in Carrollton. So uh, I would avoid that area if you can, uh, while the police again uh, go through their investigation which kind of leads me to again where we are and i i teased this in the first hour and i've talked about it many many times on this program a lot of you know started out in sports back in 2002 with sports rap uh all the way till 2005 then uh then inside new orleans was born uh again which was a a, a recovery show which kind of morphed in, in, in into politics and then of course Uh, The station finally let me start doing sports on the weekends, and then eventually sports got back involved in the the program. And then, of course, it became more of a political sports show. Uh, I'm doing now more sports than politics just for my sanity, okay? And I've said that over and over again. But we will always touch on what's happening in the city of New Orleans, what's happening in our state and our metropolitan area, Uh, because, again, uh, you know, it's part of what we do. You know, it's it's, it's in my DNA uh, no matter what. And today could be a landmark day for the city of New Orleans. It really can. Uh, I have grieved. Uh, I've I pleaded. I've cried. I've shouted. I've screamed. I've begged uh, for, for, for more leadership, for quality leadership in the city of New Orleans. You know, I've talked about it in the past that I feel like my generation uh, has let the city down. And it was my generation's time to be able to step in and to be able to lead this city, and we didn't. We allowed this city to deteriorate. Um, I'm hoping for, again, some young leaders uh, that, that that will come in and, and take this city to where it needs to be, where it once was, the Queen City of the South. But right now uh, we are spinning down the drain with, again, total lack of leadership. And that starts at the mayor's office with, again, LaToya Cantrell. Uh, the latest, uh, uh, again, uh, polls show that, uh, you know, 40 percent uh, um, uh, 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 approval rating uh, for her. And a lot of it has to do with what's going on with crime. And we've seen this a few times in the history of this city and a few times at least in my lifetime in this city, when government does not do its job and the people step up and fill the void of leadership. And it seems as though that New Orleans has finally had enough. Well, at least 180 local activists, business owners, civic leaders and groups have had enough. And today they came together. They came together to to announce a a plan that they've crafted to combat crime uh, and and the other things that ail this city. Um, Now, I'm going to say it again, folks. If this isn't an indictment on the ineptness of the Cantrell administration, we don't eat red beans and rice on a Monday. And you know we eat red beans and rice on a Monday, right? The failure of the Cantrell administration has now motivated the the community to act, okay? Especially business owners and, and, again, leaders in our city. And I've said this in the past, some of the greatest strides that we've taken in our city has been civic driven okay an agenda pushed by the business community. I'll just name a couple, the superdome, right I mean uh, so many people around the state were against the superdome. thank God for again, John mckiffen uh you know and, uh, who was who was a, obviously a big part of, of again pushing that through Moon Landrew, obviously during his time as mayor, but more than anything else. The business community of New Orleans, okay, that again that rallied again the the, the that rallied behind this, uh, and and behind Dave Dixon, they got the Superdome built, and and could you imagine New Orleans without the Superdome? I mean seriously, you know not just that it's again now a jewel of the landscape of, of of the city, but what the economic impact that building has made since 1975 when it opened, right? I mean think about it. What we would be? Where would we be right now without the Superdome? The, the relocation of the Hornets from Charlotte to New Orleans—that wasn't politically driven. That was driven by again uh, a, a coalition of, uh, of business leaders in this city who saw an opportunity to bring the NBA an NBA team back to New Orleans, and and again working outside of government were able to get it done. Bill Hines spearheaded that back then. You remember lawyer Bill Hines was was the guy that really spearheaded getting the Hornets Hornets here. Now look, Mark Morial had something to do with it. I'm not going to take it or take anything away from Mark Morial, who was a strong leader. Now, you can debate how corrupt his administration was, but again, still was a strong leader. But with that said, the business community was able to capture the, 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 the Hornets and bring NBA basketball back to New Orleans. Um, the group that, that was announced today is called the New, the, the New Orleans Commission. the New, sorry, New Orleans Coalition. And it's coming up with $15 million over the next three years in private and charitable funding using 10 different funding sources. You know, i got to give a lot of credit to a guy that's been on this program forever, uh, Michael Hecht from Greater New Orleans, Inc. Here's a guy. I talked about Arnie Filco last week, right? Arnie Filco, how things maybe could have been different in the trajectory of this city if ultimately Arnie would have run for mayor against Mitch Landrieu. Look, I'm going to say it right now. I said it then. If Arnie jumps in the race, Mitch is not running. Okay. But again, Mitch jumped in the race. Arnie ended up going with the council. And again, we see the, the city of what it what it could have been and what we are. Landrew, again, was worried about his next job in, in in national politics, uh, where again it was distracted by that, the monument situation. We go right down the line, right? But didn't get what needed to be done in terms of getting the infrastructure uh plan rolling. Yes, he formulated the plan. Can't tr- still using his plan, but, again, didn't do enough to be able to get the infrastructure, uh, the infrastructure repair started and moving to the point that <laughs> it started to crumble right before our very eyes. We saw it, right, what, right, you know, uh, bore water advisories, well, uh, 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 sidewalks and, and, and streets collapsing. We saw, again, the problem with the pump system in terms of pumping water out. All this under the Landry administration, where, again, the money was already there and funding, but we didn't get, the, 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 the job was not even moving forward at that point. And I talked about the trajectory of maybe this city if Arnie would, would have been would have been mayor and where we'd be right now for a guy that again is not a politician, but only in it to be able to move the city forward. Michael Heck is the same type of individual. Michael Heck has only done one thing for the city, and that's good. Okay? You look up Michael Heck and you look at the accomplishments of, of greater New Orleans, thinking Michael Heck in this city, come on. Okay? He's been a conduit for business, uh, relocation, startups, adding international flights to the airports. Uh, to the airport. Uh, he's a tireless worker who's responsible for the New Orleans brand and the world of business and finance. Okay? That's Michael Heck. And, again, he is, he is part of the leadership of this group. Leave it to him and others to take a leadership and ownership of this city where elected leaders have failed. And that's where we are right now. Instead of the infighting and the finger-pointing, again, that we have with the current elected officials, this is a group of individuals with a lot on the line. And You know what's on the line for them? Their livelihoods. Period. The end. Okay? They see the void of leadership in this city. They see the grave situation that New Orleans is in. Again, per capita, highest murder rate in the, in, in, in the, in the country. Okay? And they they see this situation. They see they've got to do something to triage it. What have I been talking about now for, for, for months? We need a posse. We need somebody to come in and triage this situation. We can talk about the long-term effects of crime and how we got here, but at the end of the day right now, the criminal justice system is broken. We need more police on the street. We need we need, we need we need criminals to, again, respect and fear the police. We also need, again, criminals to be able to respect and, and fear the consequences for their actions. And it's not happening in the city of New Orleans right now. And it's bleeding over into the suburbs, and I've told you this before. Okay, everybody thinks that, again, that New Orleans is on an island. And then somehow you're protected by, again, the 17th Street Canal, uh, you know, again, the the railroad tracks in St. Bernard Parish or or the Lake Pontchartrain Causeway of the twin spans. You're not. We're not. Okay? We've seen carjackings in old Metairie. We've seen, again, uh, robberies in in Metairie, okay, of of, of, of businesses. We've seen carjackings in Metairie. We've seen, again, we've seen uh, 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 some of this bleed over in, in, into the exurbs of, of this city in terms of the violence. So it, it's not just a New Orleans problem. It is a metropolitan New Orleans problem because it's going to bleed over. So we've seen it over and over again. And you knew it was going to get this way, and you're seeing it now, okay? Even with, again, the, 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 the police forces that you have in the suburbs and exurbs, which are much, in much better shape than the NOPD right now, you're seeing that bleed over. You're seeing that some of these individuals feel like what they can do get away in New Orleans, they can get away with in these other places, and they can't. They can't. But with that said, today is a, it could be a great day for the city of New Orleans. The New Orleans Coalition is going to push for criminal justice system. The uh, is going to push for the criminal justice system, the NOPD, the DA, the courts to immediately come up with a response to violent crime. Now, some of the things that they're looking at is higher paying incentives for police. Faster promotions based on performance and qualifications, improved monitoring and accountability, including again, which finally, <laughs> the use of technology to fight crime, like the investment in surveillance. What did I talk about a few weeks ago? Okay, the gunshot detection, uh, 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 the gun, gunshot detection uh, 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 situation where we've seen this in major cities all over the, all over the country. Where, where again? It was supposed to be in New Orleans. We were promised this with with the with the uh, consent decree, Uh, that that again, this 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 gunshot detection system uh, that that works, Uh, license plate reader uh, uh, technology, okay, facial recognition technology. Jefferson Parish has been doing license plate reader technology forever. Okay? You go into the parish, you leave the parish, they know who you are, they know where you went, they know and and, and has anybody complained about it? No, because when there's a crime, the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office can trace where those cars went and it's hard to get out of of Jefferson Parish without, again, the, the, the JPSO not knowing where you are. Plus, again, their response time is like two minutes, right? But using, again, technology to be able to, again, fight crime. Also, uh, Moving traffic enforcement, noise violation, mental health to other entities to free up the NLPD to fight crime. Now, they're putting their money where their mouth is. They're going to invest $15 million over the next three years in, in the disadvantaged communities in this city, and they're going to be targeting, again, at risk youth. They see the handwriting on the wall, right? Okay. It, uh, unless you're able to move, okay, if you're, in other words, if you're able to move, you're going to move okay unless crime is under control again in the conversation that i had with a very prominent um, uh, new orleanian last night business individual person that's been in politics etc we talked about this and we talked and to me the only saving grace for new orleans right now is is what's happening within the housing within the housing uh, industry and, and of course what's happening with, with within interest rates with interest rates rising and, and and now people are afraid, and, and the housing market again, uh, you know, dropping like it is. Uh, that's preventing people from selling their homes in New Orleans, where a lot of people are putting their homes up for sale and getting out. Now they might be stuck and have to sit sit here for a while because nobody's buying their home. Okay. Whereas again, just just a month ago, putting a home up for sale in New Orleans, it was gone like gone almost immediately. Now. Look, this is all going to level out immediately. It's at some point, we're going to obviously, again, interest rates, the housing market is is, is, going, to, um, is going to find its its, its, its water, and, and we'll be, it'll be back in business. But you've got to do something to be able to, again, keep people wanting to be able to live in the city of New Orleans, wanting to go into the city of New Orleans to be able to get a meal, to, to go see a show, to be able to take advantage, again, of, 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 our, of our tourism. Uh, And not just again the tourists, but again the people who live here in the metropolitan area, who are a big part of the economic engine of the city of New Orleans, but now are refusing to go into the city because of crime. So I've said it many, many times. If you're able to move, you're going to move, unless crime is under control. Tourists will stop visiting the city. It hasn't happened yet, but it will happen eventually. And when that happens, because we put so many of our eggs in, in, again, a, a tourist based economy okay, the city's going to die on the vine. And nobody wants to see that. And I'll have had, and i say it again. If you don't think that New Orleans and what happens in New Orleans and the city of New Orleans affects you, you're not paying attention. It affects each and every one of us. If the city goes down, we all go down, okay? Uh, so in the absence of elected leadership, finally, we've got citizens and the business, business community that are stepping up to fill this void. And this New Orleans coalition reminds me a lot of the marches on, on, um, on City Hall silences violence, and a lot of the again the uh, the business community coming together the, the, again uh, to to be able to 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 um, force again the administration to step up to be able to um, to to take on their responsibilities as leaders of this city, and so today is a really big step when you got 180 local activists, business owners, and civic leaders and groups, okay, that have come together as one. Being led by Michael Heck and of course the Greater New Orleans Inc. to be able to, again push for first of all the curtail the, the curtail of the, of the problem that we're having with crime right now, triage that, and then eventually again try to find the root cause of where we are, and then and then from there I'm sure there's going to be a, a an offshoot of again you know how we can help business here in this city too as well, but right now because there's a void of leadership within the Cantrell administration, she again she's in it for the party. Beard the end. She's in it for the party. She's been in it for the party for the long, for the long, for longest. Now she comes in the second term. She's term limited. She's in it for the party. She's not in it for the hard work. She's in it for, I've said it before: cutting ribbons, going on junkets and parties. That's her. That's her deal in the in the, in the second um, term. And right now, with the situation with crime in, uh, that it is right now in the city, we have to have leadership and a proactive mayor. We don't have it. So this is where the business community steps in, and this is where individuals like Michael Heck, again, take a more of a leadership role uh, going forward. Uh, again, I commend them, each and every one of them, everybody that's involved in this, uh, putting a spotlight on it, but also doing something about it. And again, $15 million plus uh, in, in, in money that's, that's going to be put into this, plus, again, ongoing uh, funding sources to be able to make sure that, again, that there'll be, be, be funding to be able to help this city as we go forward. But fifteen million dollars over three years in prideable and charitable uh, funding, ten different funding sources. Uh, this is an amazing day for the city of New Orleans, and I give a lot of credit to the business leaders who realized we are going down the drain, and now's the time to be able to step up to try to save our city. I just wish and I pray, okay, that the next time we get an opportunity to go to the polls, then again that we vote smart and that we vote. The biggest problem we got in the city of New Orleans is the same problem we have across this country and across this state. It's apathy, it's voting out, it's not going to the polls and having your voice heard. And then when to allowing somebody like a Latoya Cantrell to have a second term. Look, do you really believe that she's going to resign? I mean, I'm just saying it right now. Are you are you kidding yourself that she's going to resign? She's not resigning. Why would she resign? Okay, she's being paid to party. Okay, She's being paid to cut ribbons. She's being paid to go on, on these on these junkets, these vacations. Look, she's in the cat seat. She's not doing anything. But you can put pressure on her now through this coalition to do her damn job. And like I said before in the first hour, a lot is on the line with the city right now. This was the worst possible time to have to be devoid of, of true leadership because we got FEMA money that has to be spent within the next couple of years and we lose it. We're in a situation right now where, again, people are making making decisions, light decisions, whether they're going to stay in the city or not because of the criminal activity that we have. And somehow, some way, we've got to find a way out of it. At least now we've got a coalition of business leaders, a coalition of, of again, those that that are, that are are civic leaders, business owners, local activists that have come together today to say, again, they're going to take the leadership role. All we can do is, again, pray for them and hope. That again, that they can get it done, and again, we should do everything in our power to help them uh, take the lead in New Orleans, where again, elected leadership has failed us. All right, you're listening to Inside New Orleans, Eric Asher with you until six o'clock. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, ACPromise.com, ACPromise.com. Folks, today's the day. Been telling you about it now for a long time. I've uh, been I've been in I've been in, uh, in, in, in the uh, on the calendar for a single day install on my generator, and today is the day. The guys came in, and i tell you what, they worked some magic. Watching them work today was incredible. Uh, again, first of all, knowing exactly what needs to be done in terms of putting a generator where it needs to be so it's in, within code. So many problems with generators that, that, again, these fly-by-night companies came in and put generators in, and folks were having problems with carbon monoxide poisoning, and, of course, now you've got to move it, right? At Burkhart, again, they follow the rules and regulations that are put forth to be able, again, to make sure that, again, your generator is placed in the right place. And then, of course, when you talk about generators, look, it's a prerequisite now, okay? I've said it already. You own a home or a business in the metropolitan New Orleans area, you can no longer rely on on energy to keep the lights on, okay, to keep the power on. So you've got to have a backup plan, whether it's after a storm or, again, it's just an everyday situation. At Burkhart, they have generators that are available for you right now for single-day installs. You can finance that generator over time. And, of course, you get that new install quality check after one month. They'll come out make sure, again, that you know how to operate the system, that you're comfortable with it. And then comes the 24-7, 365 emergency service. Again, designated members of the, of the Burkhart crew that are out there ready for you. Look, when it's safe to be able to come out and get your generator up and running, they're there for you. A warehouse fully stocked with all the parts you need for your generator. Generator sales and service, who are you going to think of? Burkhardt, Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, that's acpromise.com. Looking for a generator for your home or business? Think Burkhardt, that's acpromise.com. We'll be right back with Jordy Collado, the Jordy Collado Show. Don't move.
2: Inside New Orleans, if it's New Orleans sports, culture, food, Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher is talking about it. We taste it 4 on 1061 Nash Icon. And available online anytime at nashfm1061.com.
4: This report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples has everything you need for school at prices that won't hold you back. Right now, Crayola 24-count crayons and 4-ounce Elmer's Glue are just 50 cents each. Plus, 1-inch binders are only $1.99. In-store only. Offer in 716. Limit 30. Don't send your kids back to school. Send them forward at Staples.
3: Look out for delays on 10 eastbound from just past Elysian Fields to the high-rise. Also, if you're traveling westbound along the Train Expressway, look out for backups from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. And look out for accidents for Rhett at Cherokee and also Iberville at Bourbon. I'm Ed Robinson broadcasting from the attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center.
2: Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating. Proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. Don't let this happen to your largest investment. Call DA Exterminating now ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called
0: termites. Call DA now or visit us on the web at daexterminating.com.
4: On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers.
2: So in life, throws you uh O's. Just save, better get Mako. And
3: visit the paint and auto body experts at Mako today.
1: Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. Thanks so much for being there. you got a lot of choices out there when it comes to, again, your radio listening. We certainly appreciate you checking us out here on uh, 106.1 FM, uh, whether you're checking out the fantastic music or you're checking out uh, me from 4 to 6, Kenny Trahan and Jude Young from 6 to 7 with all access. And, of course, when it comes time for high school athletics, uh, Friday night, uh, the, the uh, Friday night football uh, scoreboard show, uh, second to none, and don't forget about the three tailgaters with Ed Daniels and Ken Trahan every single Saturday uh, from 10 to noon. The long, the longest running sports radio show in New Orleans. Okay, those guys have been at it for decades, uh, and, and then of course a fantastic show as well. Another fantastic show is my good friend Jordy Collada's show, and and I'm just so so proud of Jordy what he's been able to do. You know, again, a lot of times when, 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 uh, when, when things change in the in, in industry, you've you got to have big cojones, okay, to take the path that is, that is less taken uh, and, and to be a trailblazer. And, and Jordy has done just that with his program on, on the digital platforms. His show is growing leaps and bounds every single day, more and more, video, more, and more viewers and listeners to his show. Uh, he's, he gets fantastic guests. And, of course, look, even if you miss the show, the great thing about it is it's on YouTube. So you can go and pick it up anytime you want. It's on seven and nine weekdays. Uh, also, again, uh, they do a fantastic job on social media as well. Uh, excerpts of the show, uh, interviews, et cetera, to keep you informed on what's going on. I think he's done a fantastic job. He's a trailblazer. And, 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 and for a lot of us who are looking at that part of the business, uh, he has kind of set the standard for us. And I'm proud to have him as a regular contributor. we week contributed to our program now. Uh, Jordy Collada, the Jordy Collada Show, joins us. Jordy, welcome. How are you, my friend?
0: Hey, love to be here. Love being back, man. Thanks for having me. Well,
1: and first of all, can, can I say on a personal note, congratulations to you and your fiancé. I saw that on, on, on social media, on, on the engagement. And uh, congratulations to you and your family.
0: Manny, I appreciate that very much. We have... Uh... We've been together now for the last three years. It's actually past due uh, time. She finally asked me to marry her. I'm just kidding. Um, and uh, it was. Uh, and <laughs> that's what I tell my wife. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, but no, man, she's uh, she's been great. She's uh, she's a great girl, and she loves my son. And for whatever reason, she loves me. And uh, we're gonna. We're going to get it done and we're actually going to get married in New Orleans. It's one of our favorite places on earth and she lived there the first year of our relationship. Beautiful. We were we were down there so mm-hmm. much and it means so much to us that so we're probably uh, we're not probably we're actually going we to we're going to tie the knot down there in the city.
1: Good things happen to good people, my man. Good things happen to good people. And uh, again, you're one of them. So, I'm, congratulations to you and Kelly on on the engagement. Um, I got to ask you because I get the questions, and then i got to defer to the experts. And, and you have been on the forefront of NIL, uh, the situation here in Louisiana. And I get the questions. I got the questions all weekend long from, from listeners and viewers of the TV show. Again, how is LSU – on the baseball side, getting all these great recruits. How are they on the football side, doing this 20 on this 2023 class, moving up into a top 10 class, and and getting as many great players as they are when they're so far behind on NIL. Now you've been on you, you've been you've been plugged into this since day one. I had Scarborough on yesterday, and he said that again that that that, that the promises have been made, and and they're going to they're going to be kept in terms of uh, of. of NIL funds that will be there for those that have been been promised those NIL funds. What can you tell us? Can you elaborate on, again, where we are and how much that is, that is um, helping uh, both Jay Johnson and Brian Kelly in terms of their recruitment right now because uh, both guys are doing an outstanding job?
0: Yeah, you and I talked about this the last time that we were discussing baseball, and really, you know, Jay Johnson, I think the smartest move that Jay Johnson made since he's been on the job was his first call was to skip bourbon when he got the job and he understood the power of skip and whether it was from a national level or from a local level he really got skip to give him you know five trusted names that he could count on from a standpoint when this stuff really started to you know move full speed the nil stuff and 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 these recruiting pitches jay johnson want to be competitive there i think you know what, what? What Jay Johnson? What you ultimately hired, and Johnson was a a elite recruiter. You know, I think that 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 he understands that you know he understands the game of baseball. He's a good teacher of the game. He understands how to bring talent in. Guys like Wes Johnson, the new pitching coach. But what he's ultimately best at is he's he, he's a recruiter man. He he can recruit it and he can get out. So I mean, just look at the success that he's having of bringing players in and bringing coaches in. Uh, but he knew he had to be competitive. You're not going to get a guy like Tommy White, Tommy Tanks, out of NC State without an NIL deal. Everybody in the country is coming after him. And, you know, I mean, everybody's trying to take recruiting, uh, you know, angles and advantages, create those with Tanks. And LSU had to be in the race there. And I think that, you know, look, LSU a, is, is a unique place for a lot of different ways, you know, for a lot of different reasons. And one – is that you've got you've got a a fan base that is you know kind of quartered all you know kind of like sectioned off you got a a crowd that's Mm -hmm. specifically passionate about baseball you've got a crowd that is specifically passionate about football and you know i think matt mcmahon's figuring out that the 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 smallest passion really lays in the corner of basketball but there's people out there that care enough that, that you can make a difference and you can create some waves but you know the, the the baseball crowd is very passionate and, and very energetic, and one thing they do is they listen to whatever Skip Bertman wants. And Jay Johnson, you know, was, was 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 pretty smart to jump into the back pocket of of Skip early on and get in front of those people. And you know that they they've pretty much given him you know open access to to the checkbook, which you know, I mean, some of these people that 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 are you know lifelongers with with Skip, I mean, uh, their pockets will never run dry. And I think that there's there's a, right. a section of 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 the fan base and the boosters and the NIL crowd that understands that Brian Kelly and Frank Wilson and these recruiters are going to need some advantages and some help along the way. And I think that they've got a collective put in place that you know makes them immediately competitive. Does it make them long term competitive? It does not. But they, you know, as as you and I have kind of detailed, they <clears throat> they 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 put the wheels in motion. They 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 raised enough capital early on to get into conversations with guys like Jalen Brown who's a five star out right. of you know Miami um, to, to to make those types of make those those types of ways and, and, and get those types of prospects.
1: Jordy Colada, the Jordy Collada Show is with us. Jordy it's it's been amazing when you look at what Kim Mulkey's been able to do in a short period of time, and again, rebuilding her program. You talked about McMahon. Again, his program stripped bare, and then what he was able to do, and, and what Liz looks like is going to be a competitive basketball team for LSU this year. Jay Johnson comes in late last year, is able to, to again, uh, triage uh, what was going on with the baseball team, but now out there, and, and, and from what we understand from your conversation, we've had uh, previously out there on, on his own uh, doing this recruiting right now, and then, of course, now with Brian Kelly coming, in with so many defections on the football team, where, again, it looked like the cupboard was bare. Not only, again, getting, getting the transfer portal, rebuilding the program for, for for this upcoming season, but this 2023 class is outstanding.
0: It really is. It really is. And look, at the bottom line of it all, you still have to be a great relationship builder. Yeah, you still have to be somebody that can form a relationship and interact with people and I think that Scott Woodward, you know, Woodward was in our studio late last week, and one of the things that stood out about the conversation was that he loves the recruiting part of it. He's passionate about the recruiting part of it. He goes and sits in on football recruiting meetings just to keep up with names and how they're going after him and keeps up with it. And, you know, when these people are on official visits, he knows the mom, the dad, the sister, the girlfriend. He knows everybody, and it's kind of talking to him. So I think when he's looking for – for, for potential head coaches, that's one of the big, you know, boxes that he's trying to check. I mean, you know, those names that you rattled off, Malky, McMahon, Johnson, Kelly, I mean, one thing that they all have in common is that they're all really good recruiters. You know what I mean? It, they, they, they're still, you know, now you have to talk the NIL stuff and you have to talk to, but, but look, deals aren't just closing because people are coming to the table with the highest bid. You still have to have the relationship in place to have those conversations and to be able to get yourself to the end. You know, you look at the the, the, the the hall that the defensive line pulled in two weeks ago, Jamar Kane. He pulled the number one player out of Minnesota, the number one player out of Indiana, the number one player out of Maryland, and he got a top five guy out of Georgia and Deron Reed, and they, they, they all played defensive line. It, it, it wasn't because he walked into all of their living rooms and offered up some NIL deal that they couldn't turn down. That's two years of relationship building and hard work on the recruiting trail of putting the time in, putting the effort in, finding out who the champions are within that recruiting base and still being able to win that on the ground level. You've got to have conversations now about stuff that you didn't have to have conversations about two years ago, or they're just more open and above the table, but you still have to get in there and relationship build. And what you know, one thing to me that's evident in looking at these commitments that LSU is building right now on a football standpoint, because they got a ton of momentum. They have got nine recruits in the last ten days, and a lot of those guys are high level. They pulled another four-star running back today from right here in Baton Rouge, and Caleb Jackson, who's a you know he's a really good guy. But I mean, his number one quote was about Frank Wilson and Brian Kelly building the relationship and. You know, look, Jalen Brown down in Miami, five-star guy, I know that the graduating champions thing means a lot to him and his mom. So, you know, I think they got an NIDL deal. Yeah, probably, but I still believe that a major portion of LSU winning out in that recruiting battle is because they just won the ground war of recruiting the player. And you still have to do that in today's game.
1: Jordy Colada, the Jordy Collada Show is with us. Um, now, again, these are verbal commitments for 2023. Uh, there are going to be a lot of teams and programs going to be coming at these kids. Uh, a lot of it uh, depends on what we know, <laughs> again, of you know, the success of this program under Brian Kelly next season in trying to hold on to these guys. But the NIL being there is, is going to go a long way in, in holding on to them as well. I want to shift gears for a moment. Uh, Jody, you know what, what Dale Brown means to me, and, and again, how much I revere what Dale Brown did for LSU in his 25 years as head coach. And I was a champion since 2002 when I came on the airwaves of naming the court at the at the Pete Maravich Assembly Center uh, after Dale Brown. Uh, I, I was embarrassed by what happened in terms of the small sticker in the corner of the of, of the PMAC floor that was given to uh, Dale Brown when, when they finally – uh, you know uh well uh, decided that they would give him the honor of having the floor named after him and then we found out this week through, through a, an article in Tiger Rag uh that there is a there may be a push to be able to again change the name of the court once again from from uh, from the Dale Brown court to Gunther Brown Court. Now, that had been discussed on this program. I'm sure it was discussed at, at LSU as well, you know, trying to do the, the situation with equality. And, look, I give a tremendous amount of credit, credit to Sue Gunther. She was a great yeah. coach, an incredible coach. Uh, she has a statue in the court in, in one of the corridors of the PMAC, you know, denoting, again, her greatness. Uh, but at the same time, that decision, if you were going to name it Gunther Brown Court, you should have done it all at, at one time. Uh, to come back now and to even broach that subject to me is a slap in the face to Dale Brown and everything he had meant to this program. And I know there are some out there that still want to talk about the Lester Earl situation. I want to say it again for anybody that, has, that has done, is not listening. Hey. That has been debunked. Okay, Dale Brown, uh, Lester Earl was coerced in into, into lying uh, and, and 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 pointing out that, and saying that Dale Brown and Johnny Jones gave him a box full of cash. That never happened. The NCAA again underhandedly again tried to um, tried to get back at Dale Brown for the years of Dale Brown again trying to pointing out again the uh, the, the, uh, the, the the flaws of, of, of the, um, the of, of the NCAA. No doubt of the NCAA. Uh, Jordy, t- t- tell me this is not Tell me this is not going. The board of supervisors is not going to allow this to happen now. Now we were told that sometime this in, in, this month they're going to actually then take that little sticker in the corner and they're going to give him again, which is which is righteous, which again his name in 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 uh, in, um, in uh, is full I guess the name in mid court like it should be like we've seen with other courts that have been named, but now again I'm wondering if this is going to hold that process up. What have you heard? What do you think? And what's your opinion as well?
0: Yeah, this is one of the most politically charged debates on LSU's campus and has been for decades. You know it. You know it better than anybody. I mean, somebody that has been, uh, you know, a shepherd of a voice for Dale Brown and keeping him uh, you know, not relevant, but just his 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 spirit alive at LSU after 25 years of service to the basketball program. And then there's the other side that want to point out uh, whether it's his record, whether it's the battles with the NCAA, or one of the loudest voices within that uh, you know that 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 kind of negative stance to Brown. Having his day for LSU basketball is the Sue Gunner crowd. Um, when 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 compared side by side, they talk about the resumes, they talk about the players, they talk about Shaquille O'Neal, they talk about Simone Augustus, they talk about you know what 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 happened at the end of Gunner's career, driving him to the Final Four and handing it off to Pokey in the way that it was built. Um, you know uh, that has been the loudest crowd in uh, naysaying and in, in in conflicting. Uh, you know Brown getting the court named after him, and all of the lead up and build up to uh, Dale Brown having that 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 ultimately happened for him and his family. I know that that meant a ton to coach Brown. I know that that meant a ton to a lot of people in the community, but still even uh, since that day, Eric, this is something that still you know is is widely talked about and widely. Uh, critique and widely complimented, and like I said, um, for whatever reason, in a very politically driven town, in a very politically part of our state, you, you you feel it over there in New Orleans and South Louisiana with all of the politics behind a lot of the decisions that are made. Sure. Same goes on here at, in in Baton Rouge, and no place more politically cloaked in in just controversy and. Uh, you know, I mean, really and truly, greed and and and, um, you know, I mean, just you know, you, you, use your imagination. Um, is this 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 Dale Brown topic? It has not died. It is something that when the board turned over last year and he got a couple of positive voices, guys like Collis Temple who played for him. Uh, this was something that happened mm-hmm. uh, very quick. You know, from from the new board standpoint, but from your standpoint. Um, you know, it's 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 some it's something that's been passed. due. you mentioned that? How long? I mean, I know Tim Brando's been fighting this fight for a long time. Tim Brando, no doubt. Yeah, mm-hmm. in in trying to get the Dale Brown stuff done. I mean, so, it, it, like,
1: 25 years of service, but 25 years to get to get the name done. It took 25 yes, years for yes. the board of supervisors to move on this, and now after what one year, you're you're willing to tear it all up and say, and okay, it, we'll, we'll, he we'll he do really Brown Gunter, Gunter Brown Court.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and really, they did it begrudgingly, you know. I mean, I know that there's a lot of people within Brown's camp that, you know, we're we were, we're looking for, uh, you know, more of a celebration. And like you said, I mean, even the sure uh, the display on the court is very. I mean, you know, I, I remember the the, t- the TV commentators on the day of the game saying, you know, you kind of have to, you kind of got to look for it. You, you know, it, it doesn't you, you can't you really look find for it. <laughs> it. Yeah, you, you, you can't really find it when you look at the court. So um, disrespectful. It, yeah yeah man and look this this whole thing with Brown kind of feels like that I mean ever since he's you know 97 you know it took him a while to come back uh, yeah. you know and then this part of the process where it feels like he definitely deserves to be recognized and uh, you know have this 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 uh, this type of situation. Of, of uh, you know, ceremony and and, and accolade. Mm-hmm. Even after it's done, you still can't fully embrace it and celebrate it. It feels like no, it did not. I mean,
1: it was done in a half-assed way, and and, and almost like again, begrudgingly. And and it was shown by what they did with the sticker. Now, again, it's supposed to be the full-blown sticker in the in mid-court and everything else like we see in other universities uh, or other courts around around the nation. And, and now this is coming up. And I just think that, again, uh, for everything that uh, – Dale Brown's still alive, and I was glad he was got a chance to be able to see it, but – yeah. The way it was done, it was almost like, as I said, begrudgingly done. Like, like you know, we're doing it, but we don't want to do it, but we're going to do it anyway. And now, again, yeah. they're, they're even bringing this up, in the article that I read in Tiger Rag, you know, Dale's always been one that, 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 that you know, deflects to everyone else. Okay, he doesn't want to take on the spotlight. But, uh, again, it's got to hurt him deep down inside after everything he's done for LSU that this is even being brought up again.
0: Yeah, no. Again, I'm with you. Like, 25 years later, and still feels like it's tough to celebrate the time. I mean, you know, my childhood is Dale Brown. I mean, when I think about growing up in yeah. Baton Rouge, I mean, the football program was so much in disarray under Curly Hall, and all we cared about was you know Mahmoud abdul and Shaquille O'Neal and Maurice Williams right. and Jamie Branson yes. and Stanley Roberts and you know, I mean, all these, all these, just oh gosh, players that were running through there. So. Uh, it makes a lot of sense for 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 people like us, but there is a side that that widely debates it and keeps it in the news to try and to try and get stuff like this done.
1: Well, if they do this, the board of supervisors should be ashamed of themselves. That's. I'll leave it at that. Jordy, uh, Jordy I, I, I always appreciate your time. For Tell time, us about your sure. fantastic show and how folks can find it.
0: Appreciate that, E. We'll, uh, we're down here on uh, on YouTube, uh, 7 and 9 a.m. We've got a big show tomorrow. We're talking a lot of LSU football recruiting. Jordan Arsament, who's kind of in the, the background of recruiting, but doing a lot of big things, a lot of good work, is going to be there at 7.30. Uh, LSU defensive backs coach Kerry Cooks is going to be there at 8 a.m. Uh, and then LSU defensive back transfer from Arkansas and New Orleans native out of Harvey, Louisiana. Uh, Greg Brooks is going to be in at eight forty-five. So a very uh, LSU football-driven show tomorrow with coaches, shadow staffers, and players uh, between seven and nine a.m. You can follow it all on social media at Colada Show.
1: And of course, you're also on on um, was it uh, what yeah. website is it
0: in, 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 the, uh, w- in Baton Rouge? Uh, WFB w- dot Yep. And then uh, if you can just uh, if you want to get the app, WFB. Uh, plus, and e, I'll be down at the SEC Media Days next week. WAFB sending me up there from Monday through Thursday. So if you're looking for some info, holler at Beautiful. me. Beautiful. Uh, uh, you got base. it,
1: brother. Appreciate your time as always.
0: All right, man. Thank you. There he goes Talkers. again.
1: Jordy Collado, the Jordy Collado Show. It is a must tune in, folks. you got to check it out if you love LSU athletics. But not just LSU. I've said before, he's a talk show host. He does it all. All right, folks. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning Heating, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. I don't care where you live in the metropolitan area. 15 trucks strategically set up all over the metropolitan area to take care of you. When your AC breaks down, they're there for you. You need a generator, they got that generator for you. You're looking for the that APCO Whole Home Treatment System to clean that air in your home, or again, Maybe again, you're looking for that new system for your home or, or, your, or your business. Go with Burkhardt. Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, a company you can trust. That's acpromise.com. acpromise.com. We'll be right back. Hickory & Airline and Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Contractors, time of the runaround when you need an insurance quote? At Dave Mead Insurance, we are an independent insurance agency, so we make it easy to get that quote for your next job. We offer general liability, workman's comp, automobile and property insurance, and we will search over 50 insurance insurance companies to get the right policy at the best price call click or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or dave me at insagency.com hey eric welcome to the newly renovated tiktok come on in quick close the door mike you're letting the flies out all right don't start that again hey look we've been back operating almost two months now yeah and your side should say sorry we're back open Stop. Come on. So what do you think about the new paint job and the repaved parking lot? I think you can put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a... All right, enough is enough. The TikTok Cafe, open 24-7 at the intersection of Causeway and I-10 in Metairie. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Demand different. Demand Deli de Bossier. Imagine this. You've been hurt in a car crash, but the insurance company only offers you pennies on the dollar for what you need for your injuries. You realize you should have called a lawyer, but how can you afford one now? At Dudley DeBosier, that call is free, and we are the only law firm in the state with the no-fee guarantee. That means you pay us nothing, no fees, no costs, or expenses, unless we get you money. That's the Dudley DeBosier difference. Call 504-444-4444. Chad Dudley, New Orleans. LA-22-13578.
3: Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. Okay, easy now. You're teaching your kid how to parallel park. Ouch! (laughs) Turns out he likes to do it by feel. (laughs) Don't worry, eBay Motors has bumpers, taillights, trunk lids, license plate holders, 122 million parts. Pull up just a little bit. And headlights. (laughs) They've got lots of headlights. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay
2: Motors. Let's ride. Staples has everything for school at great prices. So this year, you won't go back to school. You'll be ready to move forward and build that papier-mâché volcano. I am not cleaning this up. Ooh, yeah, I meant the kids. Staples will help them move forward. Right now, Crayola 24-count crayons and 4-ounce Elmer's glue are just 50 cents each, and one-inch binders are only $1.99. Everything on your list at amazing prices. Staples, we're not going back. We're going forward to school. N716 in-store only, limit 30. All right,
1: thanks so much for tuning in. As always, we very much appreciate Rudy back at Studio Producing. I want to thank uh, Jordy Collada for joining us on the program, also Fletcher Mackel. want to thank all the great sponsors sponsor our program. Go to ericasher.com for a slideshow of the sponsors sponsor our program. Click on that icon, take you right to our sponsors' website, everything you need to know about the sponsors right there. Thank you for supporting those sponsors. Thanks for those sponsors supporting our program. Coming up next, it's All Access. Instead of Jude Young tonight, it'll be Ken Trahan, so keep it right here on 106.1 FM. And as always, always New Orleans, thanks so much for listening. My name is Eric Asher. Have a wonderful evening. From the dog catch to the governor, that includes the mayor. They all got to go.
3: Broadcast-